This is a GRDC podcast. In 2021, farms across Western Australia's Great Southern and Esperance regions have seen widespread waterlogging due to what is shaping up as a record wet winter cropping season in the state's southwest. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. The state's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development estimates that the annual loss resulting from waterlogging and inundation in the agricultural areas of Western Australia was $35 million in the five years to June 2014. Actual annual costs vary greatly depending on the season, landscape and soil type. However, what doesn't vary greatly is the means to remove excess water from waterlogged paddocks, and so the Grains Research and Development Corporation is investing $2 million nationally to address waterlogging issues. One water management option is subsurface drainage, and Philip Honey from the Stirlings to Coast Farmers Group is working with a West Cranbrook farming enterprise, Preston Farms, to evaluate the benefit versus cost of subsurface drainage. On a wet winter's day, with heavy rain on the machinery shed's roof, Anvil Media's Deborah Bishop asked Mark Preston to start with a mud map description of where the farm is located. So we're an hour north of Albany and heading towards Franklin by about 20 minutes. We're in a high rainfall zone and we do 75% crop running some sheep as well, but with canola, wheat, barley and lupins in the rotation predominantly. And you've had a pretty heavy opening season rains throughout WA, but particularly in this region. What are we seeing out here at the moment in relation to that? A lot of water across paddocks, a lot of erosions, a lot of yellow cereal crops and some purple canola crops in certain areas because of the level of water that has been in the paddocks for a long period of time. In fact, I mean, the rain is coming down on the roof. We can hear it yes. now doing our podcast here. Uh, Phil Honey, if I can ask you from Stellings to Coast Farmers, you've got a trial here on Mark's property. Take us through what's happening here in regard to managing water logging. So at the SEF subsurface drainage site, we've partnered up with GRDC and a drainage contractor from over Westway, and we've implemented subsurface drainage, which is a method of managing water logging by installing pipes below the soil surface. The machine goes through and digs a trench and we lay the pipe down and a limestone rubble, which is sort of around sort of two centimetre to three centimetre sort of pebbles, is laid on top and yeah, the water basically flows through that. What are the advantages of subsurface drains compared to what we've seen here on Mark's property, the contour banks? So the largest benefit from it really is the trafficability at the end of the day. So being able to drive through, not impede traffic flow and machinery movements, get great yields and cover a lot of area as well. So contour banks are great for managing surface water, but you know, look, if you've got a little puddle in the middle, you can at least extract that with a pot. So we've been out on your property today, Mark. How have your grain yields been reduced when you've had waterlogged crops? And we've seen some of that today, haven't we? Yeah, we have. It's very hard to measure and every year is different. We would say traditionally we would have 5 to 20% affected by water. You know, this year we've probably got 50% of paddocks that are struggling because of, in some degree, because of waterlogging. But the bigger yield penalties would still be that 10 or 20% of crop that is really suffering and is going to be a big loss in yield come the end of the year. What is your usual approach towards waterlogging? 
traditionally have mainly done surface drains and then in areas there's not a lot you can do. There's, you know, corners of paddocks that's not viable to, to put drains in and things like that. So we haven't chosen to do something, but the subsoil drainage could open up another level of being able to target some of these wet affected areas on our farm. So you've put in about a kilometre's worth of subsurface, is that correct? The farm has put in a bit more than that, but we have put in about a kilometre with that trial, but we have actually implemented some more privately on our farm to look at different areas as well. Just to follow on from Mark's statement there, approximately one kilometre of pipe has been laid at this trial site and over the next three years, Stones Coast farmers will be taking a wide range of measurements and some of these include differences in yield, weed counts, a bit of measurement also in soil and nutritional value, water quality and ways of calculating that potential return on investment. It's a bit of an ambitious trial, isn't it, though? You're looking for outcomes over, what, three years, is it? Correct. Given the way the season's been tracking so far, we're actually really happy to see the results that we've got. Mark will be able to allude to it a bit more than what I can, but being able to access parts of the paddock that just weren't trafficable before is a big positive. And the germination, and you can see really where the pipes have been installed and how much healthier the crop is. And the bottom line always, you know, for, for growers like Mark, I suppose, is to try to demonstrate that a strategic drainage investment can actually add real value. Is that something that you're both aspiring to? And what are the uh, possibilities of demonstrating that at the end of the trial? I think it is something we definitely are trying to find out and that's hard to know where we can drain and where we can't and every soil type is different so although it is working here it doesn't necessarily mean it will work in every soil type but I think the cost analysis will be great at the end of the three years seeing different types of crop on that drain site with different seasons it would be good to see the results. And Mark, what's involved in getting permission? I mean, I understand that there'd probably be not a lot of awareness among growers that there are some boxes to tick, aren't there? You don't just go out and lay a drain, can you, or subsurface drainage? No, I am probably more new to that side of things. But yes, there is definitely the intent to drain, which Phil is yeah. more over than what I am, but there is those criteria you have to meet. Yeah. So ultimately, to implement drainage like this, there needs to be a lot of consideration. And the first step of contact would be is talking to your state agricultural department to make sure that you get the right advice and it follows current legislation. Depending on the circumstances, growers may need to apply for a notice of intent to drain. We haven't had that requirement for this trial site. However, there are areas in WA which you do have to notify the state government about your intention to drain particularly if you're managing saline moisture. We're dealing with fresh water here, so that's not necessarily an issue. Should subsurface drainage, though, be viewed as a part of a broader strategy if you're trying to manage waterlogging issues? Is that where the trial's revealing already, or do you feel that that should be part of the management plan anyway? I think it should definitely be part of the management plan. So, realistically speaking, this trial site is just focusing singly on subsurface drainage. The trial site is below an excavated drain, so that's not actually considered in part of this design. But at the end of the day, multiple methods of action or multiple modes of action in managing surface water, whether it's surface or subwater, subsurface, is going to get the best result for farmers. What about laying these pipes? You've got subsurface ag pipe laid in, in a low spot in the paddock, but just take us through how deep it's going and how do you actually install this and is there a time of year that's more appropriate than, than another? I think it can be installed as long as it's not too wet, so they do install it almost year round other than a few really wet parts of the year. If it's too dry it does take a lot more to install it because of how abrasive it is on their machines. But of course in a cropping rotation of course you know really the window is after harvest before seeding and you probably want it done a little while before seeding for it to settle everything back down to where it wants to go. 
And the other thing is, is that the time it takes to install does depend on a multitude of factors. So we've got pipe buried at half a metre all the way down to 1.1 metre. And the fall on it is actually really quite small, 0.1%. So there's not much fall on that pipe at all. So slope is one factor, but then there's also different soil types. The different soil types alter very quickly in our type of country. And it's interesting being out in the paddock now, it's been installed. You can see where it's draining further away from the tile drain at times, a slot of pipes, and where it's not draining very far at all, depending on the clay content and the structure of the soil underneath is what it's producing out the end. And you're spot on, Mark. So differing soil types will have an effect on how far you space those pipes out. So we have seen in, in some of the sandier soils, you can space them out a lot more because you do get that water flow. Yep. And then in your heavier soils, then obviously you want to go a little bit closer. For Stellings to Coastville, I mean, we're looking at waterlogging affecting around 3 million hectares of land within the southwest agricultural region of WA. Is the trial looking at perhaps potentially ways to help growers nationally where waterlogging might also be an issue? The answer could really be answered in two ways. So we've got a sister site in Esperance, which is hosting a very similar trial layout and is achieving the same measurements in a different geographic location. But look, all of this data that we can do and the process behind collecting this data will help growers nationally in helping determine what that potential return on investment can be in their area. Given we've got a particularly wet start to this season, is this trial being affected or is it benefiting in any way that you weren't anticipating? And what impact does that have over the next two years that you're running the trial? It is significantly wetter than most years. We're probably at the 97th percentile if you look at it on a seasonal basis. It gives us great hope that when we are at this sort of high level of wetness in the soil, that we've got an option available. Mark's anecdotally said he's been able to travel in areas where he hasn't been able to before and he's also seen germination crop grow in other areas as well so just to see it work in such a high rainfall year is great plus. That pipe that uh, is the outlet I mean it hasn't stopped trickling you were saying Mark since it was installed in February. Which which is mind-blowing like a lot of surface drainage would stop not long after it's stopped raining or you know a few days or a week or two later but that's kept on going through long dry periods and it's still flowing out the bottom which has showed you what it's done to that subsoil moisture being able to relieve that out of the end. And is that part of the trial's target here that you are identifying the fact that this water is there, rain or shine? That's it, yeah. I think it's probably opened our eyes to be completely honest. We are both as equally shocked as what Mark is at yeah. Stones Coast. Um, we've had how much rain for the year, Mark? A bit over 450 mil for the rain here and our average for the total season is about 500. So we're, you know, not a long way into the season in a sense to be almost, you know, a fair way towards our yearly average expectancy. And when we're talking trickling, you know, it's 100 mil pipes. So a week ago it was nearly three quarters full pouring out and today it's half. It is absolutely amazing. It adds up to be a lot of water over the time of, of the year. So what are the specific results or outcomes that you're anticipating, Phil, over the next yeah, uh, so, couple of years? Uh, can be answered in multiple ways. So practice change. Growers having a better understanding is the ultimate key of the project of what the potential return on investment outcome is. But there's also a couple of other objectives out there, focusing on things like what to look for in a contract, uh, what's required paperwork-wise if you do need to go down the notice of intent to drain, who you should be talking to, 
Even things such as maintenance requirements, depending on your soil type, you may need to go and put a little blaster device down there, much like they do with household toilets. Pipes can get blocked with uh, roots and sand and silt. So what do we look for as a grower or a producer or even as a grower group or advisor in managing it in the long term? We chose to pull that out of the ground and have an open cut to get it to an existing drain. So we extend the drain to meet where it was primarily for the fact that it was going to go through some bush lines and the roots and things like that were a concern, which meant that by having an open cut rather than the pipe to continue through bush would have been a concern from the contractor's side of you in future of being a big maintenance problem as the roots go through the pipes and things like that. So. Well, look, you've been, what, six months into the trial now, Mark? Yes. What's your takeaway at the moment at this early stage, you know, from what you're seeing and uh, your advice or observations for other growers about this? It's been great to see the pressure it's relieved out of the system, like the amount of water that it's been able to drain off the that part of the paddock that used to be our wettest part of the paddock and has been able to get us traffic over it. Other parts of the paddock that we have in wet years been able to traffic over, we're not able to this year and we still can where the site has been put in. So just being able to get the crop in on a very high rainfall season is great. Going forward from here and other advice for other growers, it's really a matter of seeing how much area you think you can drain by how much it's going to cost you to do it really and it's looking very promising where we are and it's great having GRDC and Stirling's Coast on board to do the analysation of that and we'll get true figures out of it at the end rather than having our own you know costings which sometimes aren't quite to the extent of what they are and they've also implemented a lot of tools for us to monitor it whether it be you know leaf wetness soil moisture probes and then just the weather stations amongst that as well has been great to see that in the paddock monitoring of the system that we're draining. Well, Phil, where can growers get advice? You've got some workshops yeah. coming up, I understand. Yeah, best thing to do is probably get in touch with us at Stones Coast Farmers. The workshops and field walks be open event for everyone to attend if they wish. And alternatively, GRDC, who have helped promote and support this trial project, will have their outcomes as well. The key learnings of the trial in 2024 will actually also be presented at the GRDC crop updates. And we'll also have a nice little booklet available for growers across Australia covering the trial. Phil, thanks a lot for your time today, Mark. Thank you, and uh, stay dry. <laughs> thanks, Dave. <Sounds great. laughs>